check, 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 one, check, two, here we go, love, 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 happy Valentine's Day, everybody, it's the Cannabis Coffee Hour Podcast, Valentine's Day edition, fire up that weed, drink on some coffee, do your thing, I'm not gonna stop ya. Uh, how's it going everybody, it's Rob Cantrell, this is the Cannabis Coffee Hour, this is my weekly podcast where I drink some coffee, I talk about uh, music, love, zen, weed, herb, meditation, stretching, uh, the universe, nature, Bruce Lee, the Beatles, um, travel, health, eating, cooking, cleaning, dusting. Uh, it's, I'm in Brooklyn, New York. I'm drinking some great coffee here. I'm actually... I had a leftover of a French press yesterday, and so I put it in the refrigerator, so I had some like kind of makeshift hot, then cold brew, and I drank a, um, a cup of that, and now I have some organic Sumatra coffee uh, from Trader Joe's. This is, I have a hot French press, so I'm halfway through this thing. Um, and it's really good. The medium dark roast, smooth and earthy tones from Sumatra. Now, Sumatra is from, let me get off fucking Twitter, man. I don't know. I Social media is a kind of a bummer. I don't know. It sucks you in. And then you just sit there and you debate what you're going to do. And then you look at every, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm into it. I I just got to do it sparingly, but I got I think I got to take that shit off my phone. It wasn't on my phone. It was on my laptop that I have out. But I just wanted to Google Sumatra. And Sumatra, yeah, it's in Indonesia. I think we talked about this. I went through Indonesia. Um, that's where Bali is. I went through, through Jakarta. Um, but these beans are from them, from there. This is a Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's, you know, this is like a good price. And this is more of a higher-end coffee. This is definitely, it's a medium dark roast. So it kind of has this, oh man, it smells good. It's in the old, like, tin. And it's a little bit darker than I would like. It kicks. Um, it almost sounds, I think a lot of like uh, Starbucks fucks with some Sumatra beans. Doing this podcast, I'm learning about beans. I still need to get some more Puerto Rican beans. That's when I, I want to concentrate on making America aware that the two states that you can get coffee, that grows coffee in America, because I'm American, not that it matters, because I know there's people that listen to this all over. I appreciate all the coffee and uh, cannabis coffee hour listeners around the globe. But uh, I just always found it weird that we we're importing all this shit from all these different places. And why don't they just, you know, everybody's complaining about jobs and shit. 
They just fucking grow the stuff. Just make Starbucks buy all the coffee from uh, Puerto Rico and Hawaii, uh, which are both beautiful places. Everywhere there you can grow coffee is pretty beautiful. Um, but uh, yeah, smoldering volcanoes. I went to a volcano when I remember in Bali. I did a whole day. I went over the handlebars on this motorcycle. I, I did a motorcycle trip with my friend uh, Mike, who I was traveling with. Um, we did three days on like these motorcycles. But I went over the handlebars on the way home. Uh, this guy pulled out right in front of me, two seconds in front of me. And I went flying. We came, it was one of the most beautiful trips. And it was kind of like the moment I remember shifting gears. And there was a lot of like, once you got out of the city of Bali, there was a lot of open straight road. And that was like so zen just shifting gears, and I didn't know how to do it that well, but I got it, and I've done it before, but it's like, you press down, like, click, click, but once you get it, like, oh, man, there is something really cool um, about driving a motorcycle and shifting those gears and being on an open road, but this dude pulled out right in front of me, and I was going, like, I don't know, 25 miles per hour. I mean, they weren't big motorcycles. They were smaller little guys, like 125s or whatever. But I went over the handlebars and I slid on the side. But I had my helmet. I don't know. I've had so many, like, accidents growing up. Uh, I was talking. I fell out of a moving car when I was five, going 35 miles per hour uh, on in Rock Creek Park. I'm just so grateful to be alive. That's where I'm at right now. Is just working from a place of being grateful. You know, I've come to an age now that it's like, I look back, man, and I'm like, whoa, kid, that was, uh, that was some wild shit, you know? Um, but I fell out of a moving car. I got in a terrible bike accident one time uh, when I was young. You can listen to that on an album. I won't go into it because it's really painful. Um, and I don't want to. I don't want to bum anybody out. And let, in case you're just taking big fat bong rips, bong loads. I always like that. Well, that's kind of weird. I mean, doing dabs is fun and cool, but I just love an old school bong hit, just to fill the fucking glass bong up. And whoo! Uh, we gotta get that on the podcast today. I don't have any herb. I, somebody was trying to give me some herb, um, and I tried to line some. Up, but I have been just like running and gunning this week. Like I had to get some new shoes because if you want to get a new pair of shoes, I really recommend Solomon's. Solomon Trail Runners. If you want, that is a bomb ass shoe. If you do a lot of walking and stomping and like work and like if you're in like uh, I don't know music and set design like. I don't know. I'm just always on my feet because I'm always walking. I don't own a car. I'm walking everywhere. Um, and I've been filming some stuff. Um, and I've also been working on the back, you know, kind of like I picked up some side gigs working on, on a set of a friend of mine. But the whole day you're like standing on your feet. So I got these new Solomons because the other shoes I had were like, they were just fucking, you know, in New York... If you come to New York, make sure you get some solid walking shoes. 
Um, that's the, the impetus of my song, Rub My Feet, was the first time I moved to New York and I was wearing Chuck Taylors. Now, I love Chuck Taylors. They look cool. You know, Chuck Taylor must have led the league in broken ankles because they don't support shit in terms of ankle support. But, uh, but uh, yeah, Solomon makes ski boots and they have some of the best trail runners and they have this weird, like, you know, having Velcro as laces is always kind of a little, I don't know, I, I, I dig it, but there's a part of me that, I don't know, it doesn't snug as, I feel kind of like I'm 12, like I'm wearing kangaroo shoes. Solomon has this weird, like, shoelace system, but it's like a pulley system. It's kind of like, it has a toggle, and you slide down, and then you tuck it underneath the tongue. And uh, I have these XA Pro 3D Solomon um, funky ass wild green shoes that I just picked up because I was uh, my other shoes were just fucking blown out and fucking wearing me out. But a good way, and I can't find my tennis ball, but a way to uh, work out your back and work out your thing is to roll a tennis ball at the bottom of your foot, right at the arch. If you want to have, you do that. At the right time, you can almost calm your pants. <laughs> uh, it's a, such a good stretch. It kinda, I don't know what it does. There's some type of weird pressure point there that works. Um, but yeah, I am, I would say I've been three weeks. I'm looking forward to some herb. I'm going to line some up soon. And we're, But my main thing is just to keep this podcast going and always just try to you know, everything's a practice. Always try to step up and give you guys at least 45 minutes to an hour of, you know, whatever I'm going through, whatever I'm working on. This week I've been working um, a lot and stuff has been working out actually. But in the beginning of the week, whew, uh, Sunday was wild. I picked up actually I opened, I don't know if anybody saw me on the show, but I opened for this guy, Alex Moffat, at the, um, he's, a, he's on Saturday Night Live right now. And he's an interesting cat because uh, he plays Eric Trump or one of the Trump sons on there and he's fucking hilarious. And his vibe is cool. Um, he kind of plays like these preppy dudes uh, he has a couple different characters, but he also does a lot of the political characters are well as well on Saturday Night Live. But he he just plays a funny smug smugness. But he has like I don't know he has a really cool vibe about him. And I would say keep your eye out for Alex Moffat. And what I also like about him he's not on social media at all. That's the way to do it. Get on Saturday Night Live and get off social media. Um, not that I hate social media. I kind of like Instagram and shit like that. But it does become this weird time suck um, that fucks me up a little bit. But I opened for him at this place called the Bell House in Brooklyn, which is this, like, I don't know, holds like 200 to, like, 500 people. And the place was packed, but it was the night of the Oscars. And it was... Um, it was Sunday, and I, I ran into the dude at a show, and we, he ended up going to, the, we went to the same small college in Ohio, and I've never met a dude for, that went to my college, 
that was in comedy. And he was on Saturday Night Live, so I started talking to him. Um, we had a lot in common, and he was a nice guy, and I just we started texting. And then uh, it happened that this opportunity opened up. He needed somebody to... He's not really a stand-up comic. He came from more of like the Second City like sketch character world. And uh, he needed somebody to open up for him. And I ended up opening up just because the venue is literally like five-minute walk from my apartment. That's the type of commute I like. And uh, so it was just good to work with him. He'd just been on Saturday Night Live the night before. And then he brought this other girl, Chloe Feynman, who did all these impressions of uh, actresses on Weekend Update that was amazing. And it was just a fun fucking gig. Um, and I was done by nine. So that was a, just a cool experience. And the Bell House is a sweet, sweet... If you ever get to see a... They have a lot of bands. They have a lot of big podcasts that come through there. And um, so, uh, yeah, it's just like... It's, it's just a classy joint, man. It's just a... Cla it's like all wooden... But it's kind of a warehouse, and it's kind of big, and it's just, the acoustics are great, the people that run it is great, the, it's, the setup's just really simple, but they also, you know, just take care of the finer points. The green room had a bunch of hummus and chips and some seltzer, so I was fucking psyched. There were some organic Oreos, too, that I was chomping on. Um, but then after that gig, I went right over and did this other gig... Um, did this other show later that night. So I did this big like theater gig and then I went to this place called the Knitting Factory which is like has bands but they have in their front room they have one of the more hippest like coolest uh, I, got, I don't know but it's just a sweet comedy room. It's actually uh, Hannibal Burris would do Sunday nights there. It's kind of like a low-key but they have a DJ and they pump beats. It's a whole younger crowd than what I'm used to. They're just pumping all the trap, baby, you know, all this new hip hop that I'm kind of like, I kind of dig, it's kind of dope, but at the same time, it's just not what, you know, I'm completely versed with. The knitting, that was the first time I heard like trap music. Like, I don't know, T.I. was doing some of that shit. But there was just a moment, like, I used to go to shows that would play hip-hop music, and I knew every fucking track. It didn't matter. Like, I definitely knew the person, the DJ, I knew. But then there came this moment, that's when I just knew I started to age out a bit on that shit. It was just like, one night they started playing, it was, I remember specifically the night they started playing this shit, and everybody was bugging out, everybody was dancing and shit, and I was like, I don't know these fucking tunes <laughs> um and they were all right you know it's just a you know i guess gucci man and uh all that type of stuff which is funky you know and if it's funky in the vibe that's pretty much you know music that comes out and connects to people you know it's all about connecting with people with art but i did that show um, it's called Knitting Factory, and they got these three girls that are awesome that are now hosting it. And it couldn't be a fucking cooler, doper gig. Um, and they had me close it, and I just had a great... I was been doing sets all week. I had some rough sets. 
that week. But then that one was just, I don't know, I was just in the zone because I did that theater and I was opening and then I closed this other one. It was like 12 at night on a Sunday and it was like all like 20, I mean, people were shit-faced. But uh, it's hosted by, uh, yeah, Maria Faustin, Amina Amini, and Sydney Washington, these three girls. And they just have, it's a great show, it's on Sunday. You should definitely check it out. And that one's free, that's free every Sunday. So if you're looking for something in Williamsburg on a Sunday, I would definitely say check that joint out. Um, it's pretty hip. This coffee's good. I'm drinking it. So that so that was hard. Like, but I was out to like on a Sunday after doing shows on Friday and Saturday running up around the city. I'm working on new material and I'm taping everything. I'm pushing to do a TV appearance or a special very soon. I'm engaging with my manager and talking showbiz shit. But I won't talk about that all on this podcast because I do think it gets redundant when you talk about comedy and stuff like that. But I was mostly about the music was just like, um, yeah, that new track. Like some of that shit is good and some of it is basic. Uh, but that's how it always been. Um, but today is Valentine's Day. And, uh, and I, I opened up by singing about the Beatles. <laughs> love, love, love. Do, 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 do. What is that, that Beatles tune? Um, I want to read the lyrics. I, I get into reading lyrics. Do you guys do that? Um, and well, Love Me Do is a good one. They, all their, every other song's about love with the Beatles. All You Need Is Love. Yeah, that's that song. Let's, let's, let's check out the lyrics on that because it's all pretty simple. And I have the picture up there. Um, but the thing about them, what makes them dope is the harmonies. That's what I always found is like, it's the harmonies of all of them that are like, if you can get harmonies down, um, there's something that's just melodic and uh, something that told, like if the voices fit and the sound fits, it, there's something there, man. There's something to that. I guess it's harmony, you know. I was reading something about, like, creativity wants to be creative, but you gotta work at it, and you gotta figure it out, and you gotta change it up, and you gotta tweak it, but when you get it just right, and I don't even know what's right, and nobody knows what's right, but when it's right, it's right, you know? Um, and I think that's what the Beatles, you know, everybody could have a four-piece band, but they just tweaked it, and, okay, love, love, love. That's Love Me Do. I don't want Love Me Do. I like Love Me Do. That's a that's a bad jam. But I want um, All You Need Is Love. Because is that all you need? You also need money to get by. And you need some coffee. And weed helps too. But I've been thinking about, like, I just don't want that fiendy feeling. And I think you could do that with anything. I think I do fiend out for coffee and weed a little too much. but So that's why I think these last few weeks I've been... Maybe I'll switch up some green tea next week. But I, I do love me some coffee. It's just that I get up early and I'm out late. And I got a family and I got shit to knock out. And it, it definitely does the job. 
and it tastes delicious. And the French press is uh, a great... Some people do that pour-over technique. I don't know what that thing's called. I see it. I've had that cup. I mean, I don't know if it makes that big of a difference. Uh, love, love, love. There's nothing you can do that can't be done. There's nothing that you can s sing that can't be sung. Sung. Nothing you can say... But, okay, uh, yeah, I like this part. Nothing you can say, but you can learn how to play the game. It's easy. There's nothing you can make that can't be made. Talking about creativity there, you know. If you want to do it, if your mind's in there, it just, it just takes a little bit of work and elbow grease. Um, there's no one that... No one you can save that can't be saved. Nothing you can do if you learn how to be you in time. It's easy. Love, love. All you need is love. Let's see what that is. Okay, it's a lot of all you need is love. All you need. And this is like one of the, this is one of the most. I love art that's simple. That's fucking straight up. But still rocks the house and not basic. That. That, that is the fucking sweet spot. Um, um, so yeah, this is during the hippy-dippy days. This came out in 67. All You Need Is Love, Wikipedia. All You Need Is Love is a song by the English rock band The Beatles that was released as a non-album single in July of 1967. Valentine's Day, I bet you. July 7th. Oh my God, that was released on my wife's birthday. Wow. It was written by John Lennon and credited by Lennon-McCarthy Partnership. The song... Okay, Lennon's lyrics were deliberately simplistic to allow the show's international audience and capture the utopian ideals associated with the summer of love. The thing about love is you, nobody knows exactly what it is, but they can feel it. And it doesn't matter whether you're a small child or a dog or a cat or uh, the smartest person in the world with the highest IQ or the mentally disturbed, you know, you know, I, I don't want to use the word retarded because that's not a good word. But you know what I'm saying? It, like, everybody understands, it doesn't matter. Everybody understands it, but nobody knows exactly what it is. And it's so mysterious, but so simple and so just right in everybody's face. But we get caught up with the future and the past. And er it, it, that's what I've been working on, is just living in the present. Um, and that's what he's saying, like... No matter the language, like you, you meet people that people people fall in love that don't even speak the same language. That happens. Love is just if it being around, it grows. It's weird. Uh, let's see. It became the anthem of the counts, the flower power. You know, I dig some flower power shit, man. Um, hippies are dope. But at the same time, 
you got to pay rent. You know, there's always the yin and yang of it all. Um, and you can't blind yourself and you can't be fake with it. But the realest of the real is, you know, I've seen the richest people be unhappy. If you don't have love in your heart, it's like, you're like, why am I fucking even doing this shit? Just to take shits? Jerk off or something? I don't know. Um, even if, uh, I'm going a little wild on that one. But, uh, but you know what I mean. It's like love kind of like makes it all worth it, you know. I'm, trying to, I'm looking at like how simple they're saying like the music arrangement and how it's like the final of Lennon, affectious indifference was said to be nervous about the broadcast given <clears throat> the potential of an international... T I guess they played it on TV. And it was, yeah, the Beatles was all about, like, you know, we say the it was before the internet. So once you got on TV and that shit started to be broadcast in a very big way, that's why they blew up so big. Because it was the first time art could be shown like that and sent all around the world in such a, you know, a, such a global way. Um, you know, before World War, world War II, there wasn't media. There was, there was newspapers. There was Morse code, tap, tap, tap. Um, Let's see, the Beatles, except Star Beyond the Drum Kit, Eric Clapton. Um, the live broadcast. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess this is wild shit, man. All this stuff happened about LSD and this backing trip. I, I, I mean, if you want to look up, I mean, this goes on for pages and pages. All you need is love on Wikipedia. This is a major song, dude. Uh, so happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, I know I, I got some flat girls like flowers. I got some flowers. I got a, a card. Got got some. Uh, ch I didn't get chocolates because there's so many chocolates in the house. I've been get, my wife's getting into fig bars, so I got her all these fig bars. Um, I've been going through sleeves of fig newtons. I haven't, I've been doing my stretches and I meditated today and as well as doing my manifest, manifestations, but they've been working. Like I've been manifesting, like bringing more abundance and money and slowly but surely this shit is starting to pop up. Like I got that thing on the last OG. I got to open for that other, um, Saturday Night Live star and then, um, Another little gig popped up that I worked on set. It was so easy. I wasn't in front of the camera, but I was helping my friend who's the artistic director. So I kind of learned something and I got paid good money. And we were in this cool ass studio that had free lattes and kombucha. It was kind of dope. Um, long hours. That's when I went and got the Solomon shoes because I knew what that gig was all about. But I've been meditating like 20 minutes a night, 20 minutes trying 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night i recommend this guy wayne dyer for manifestation manifestation meaning putting something in your brain 
and then making that become reality by putting it because what is consciousness right what is consciousness consciousness is the only thing that matters is this moment right now that's it that's the only real thing and then it's gone and that's I keep on thinking that's the breakthrough is through the side door <laughs> it's uh, in the moment and there is a point in the moment if you just believe and kind of uh, feel the love you can make something happen you can manifest good things that you might need or at least see something I don't know it's wild like working with being but you have to be I don't know the universe I'm getting more and more out there the more I'm meditating and I hope to some people I think they'll be like this motherfucker is crazy but I know that it's been helping me deal with making bills the amount of pressure I've been doing comedy 20 years I'm lining shit up you can't stop going all the social media living in New York raising a family doing a podcast I got three projects I'm trying to take through, push through, creating. Um, it takes a lot of energy is the thing, and it wears you down. So by learning to listen to yourself and be yourself, um, you can, uh, you can, you, I do believe you can manifest things by thinking of it. Or just putting good thoughts in your brain. Uh, I've been good about just like, it's like separating the ego and the spirit. That's, those are the two things that I've been working on. And I think that's what psychedelics and I think that's what cannabis does and mushrooms. The only thing, I think these things are all tools. I never really got into the band Tool, but I, I do like a couple songs. That Learn to Swim song by Tool. What's that? Uh, that's my YouTube page. Let's see. What's that? Learn to swim. And it was learn, um, learn to swim by tool. Like, I do think cannabis is a tool. I think mushrooms are a tool. You know, but with a tool, you can either take a hammer and smash your brain or you can, you know, build a house, uh, a tree house. I'm trying to build a tree house. But tools back on tour... And, but it's just like, oh yeah, Learn to Swim is the name of the song. I always like that. Yeah. Um, but it was all kind of... That bass groove. That's what I liked about it, was the bass groove in Tool. Let's see if this bass groove is cool. Let's see. Uh, they're also a little bit creepy. Yeah. I don't know if that's the bass or if that's the guitar, but that's a sick-ass groove right there. Oh, man. I might have to listen to that. Learn to swim if you want to rock out. That was... I never was heavy in the tool, but that was the one song that I liked. I remember this dude that I used to buy weed from in college used to watch tool videos, and they were just so fucking creepy. I mean, um, I mean, I kind of enjoyed them, but I don't know. Sometimes the dark arts are like the creepiness, like I kind of could get into it, but at the same time, I'm into love. Like the sun is like 
shining out right now. My big thing, I want to put on these Solomon shoes and go for a walk in the park and observe the grass and the trees in the blue sky and try to live in the present moment. I think nature really brings you into the present moment, whereas computers and, and um, you know, screens and stuff, I mean, they're more of an escape. There's something about the ego attaching themselves to that and uh, feeling alive. I mean, it's cool. I think it's art, you know, but if you want to really bring your blood pressure down, go take a, a walk in the woods <laughs> without your phone. Um, and just, you might get eaten by a bear. That might bring your blood pressure up. Oh, man. This coffee is good. But uh, I also have been doing the Tibetan five rights, these stretches. And I've been getting good about it. It's mostly like... You know, there's like PDX, like, you know, workouts that you do in your hotel room. That was like, you know, as I said before, like, I'm all about Bruce Lee. I'm just going through life and grabbing what works for me. And I'm trying to explain it through my podcast. Now, what works for me is coffee, cannabis, walking, love, meditation, nature, manifesting dreams, I would like big money, I just want to provide a little bit better for my family, I wouldn't mind taking everybody on a big-ass ski trip one time in my life, I would like to buy, like, I'm talking my brother and my sister, I haven't gotten the whole crew together in a while, and I would like to provide for that, and that's kind of a good goal I can keep in mind, and that's why I'm doing all the showbiz stuff, because the showbiz stuff is like, you're broke, you're broke, you're broke, you're broke. Bammo! You know, there is a lottery hit. And I've hit it a couple times, but not super big, but it's getting there. You know, doing a doing a part in a TV show. Now that that's what I'm about, man. And you get a couple of those and you start to become a character on something. I know that's like the typical actor, whatever, but it is fun. It's just another art form. It's just like stand-up. Stand-up is super fun. Um, I mean, it's it's the promotion and all the other stuff that I never was that great at and I think held me back. I don't, I don't want to say held me back. You know, I think everything's done at your own pace and we're all growing at our own pace and we're all learning new things. That, and I'm developing in certain ways that I'm... But I'm not d developing fast in other ways that you might be. Everybody's... Everybody's a different fucking gig, man. And that's what makes it so brilliant. It, and that's what I'm in awe of, like, how different we all are and how much we're the same. You know, there's, they've been making people, whatever this energy is, has been making people for thousands and thousands of years, and none of us are the same. None of us, even just little tweaks and little things, because experiences are always different. The universe is just infinitely creative. It's always building on whatever happened before. Um, you know, you really just can't think of the... F there's so much fear out there. 
with these viruses, and especially with me. I'm not saying, you know, the fear ain't real. I'm just saying it ain't real. It's all in your head. I mean, you really can program your stuff. Like, I'm trying not to watch as many violent movies. I think violence and there's something about repressed society and people not being themselves and a repression against nature that makes war and violence, I believe. I don't know. I haven't thought that all the way out. But I do think, but, you know, I understand birds of prey and some people are just fucking killers, you know. I don't know. You know, I could go down that rabbit hole but as far as I go down that rabbit hole, who's to say I'm not going to die tomorrow or next week and I'll never experience anything that dark and I'll never experience anything. All I could, what if I just sat there for the rest of my time on earth and looked at the sky and looked at the greens and looked at the rainbows and appreciated that and grew on that and grew on that and grew on, because it can go up. That's the thing about positive energy Positive energy is infinite. Dark energy just blah, it just comes to a dark. I don't know what the fuck that shit. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, but positive energy, I don't know. It's kind of like when I always did stand up, and I loved Bill Hicks. I thought he was the complete nonconformist, and I thought he was tapping into. He was the first artist to step out and talk about the spirit and soul on a stand-up stage in a context that was so real, not hocus-pocus, religious, or whatever. He, he was, but there was a darkness to it, an anger. And I think we all have that darkness and anger to it, and it's fun to, your ego loves to do it, you know? That's why people love to gossip, people love to talk shit. Your ego, but that keeps your ego alive. But guess what? Your ego ain't fucking real. Your ego is not is just a part of that whatever that thing. And your spirit is the is the light. Your spirit, your the light is infinite. That's what I think. The light pierces the darkness, and it boom goes on forever. You know, and that's what we're a part of, or you know, the darkness which is what we're piercing through. I don't know. Is this making any sense? <laughs> but I do love uh, trying to, you know, push it. I don't think I, I got enough weed in my system that I could shake my head and get high is the thing. I always loved this thing. I got this up on my wall. Um, you know, the story of the two, two wolves. One evening, an old Cherokee told his grandson about a battle that goes inside people. He said, my son, the battle is between two wolves inside us all. One is evil. It's anger. It's envy. It's jealousy. It's sorrow. It's regret. It's greed. It's arrogance. It's self-pity. It's guilt. It's resentment. It's infinity. Inferiority, it's lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. Yeah, that idea of people being <laughs> superior. Like, when if you really look at it, like organic matter, it's like we're all this organic... The spirit, you know, it's all light, you know? The spirit is the thing that's infinite. 
and it's equal. Um, but that ego thing, like, I'm better than this, bro. Like, who the fuck? You just take shits and eat and do that thing. You know, who's to say? The other is good. It is joy. It is peace. It is love. It is hope. It's serenity. It's humanity. It is kindness. It's benevolence. It's empathy. It's generosity. It's truth. It's compassion. It's faith. And the grandson thought for a minute, and he turned to his grandfather. Which wolf wins? The old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. Yeah, I'm just trying to feed the good wolf, man. <laughs> that, that angry wolf is just a motherfucker, man. He's going to gnaw your fucking arm off. Um, I'm about feeding that good wolf. Uh, I'm looking forward to going outside, resting. I'm looking forward to watching a movie and not even thinking about anything but watching a flick. What was I going to... And I'm work. And also, this music project. I find such great joy. I've been work listening to this one meditation tape, and it's like, follow the joy, you know? And when I start making these goofy raps and I start making beats, I'm like, this, this shit's fun. The same thing with stand-up. I mean, when I first... There was a part of me that didn't want to do it because I knew how hard it was. But then when I did it for the first time, I experienced such joy that I was like, oh, fuck. There was a bummer part of it. Like, I'm in. <laughs> and now it's been 21 years later. But I live in Brooklyn. I wasn't ever supposed to live in New York. I've lived in L.A. I've lived in California. Comedy brought me to all these places. I'm really just a kid from D.C. and even before, and then a kid from Virginia, a small town in Virginia. Um, I could have easily just stood around there and done, you know, whatever was around there. But I don't have to wear a suit. I don't have to wear khakis. I don't have to wear anything. I got my hair grown out. I have a, co a podcast about Herb Out. Uh, I make funky beats. I do shows. I've toured the world with Tracy Morgan. Maybe this is... Maybe this is my ego talking. But I know I'm just saying how much I appreciate even at this level of the game that I'm at. Um, I saw something about, because it's so competitive, you know, but it's not really. That's, that's shit that's in your head. And you should, you should, it's competitiveness or community. And I think instead of being com competitive, it's better to be a part of a community. And, yeah, I kind of reach out to people, but I've always been kind of a lone wolf. And I do have my crew, and I do have the people I do shows with. Um, and I've known some of these people. <laughs> I've known, there's some people I've known in comedy, and that I don't know that well, but I've known for like 20 years. But I've, I know that we experience a lot of the same stuff. But I think human beings are like that and with music. I think music is uh, so dope. I've been listening. What have I been listening to a lot? Um, I'll tell you that by looking. I I do watch a lot of YouTube. Like a lot of oh, I've been watching a lot of like Van Halen. These old. There's all this old Van Halen, like these '70s Van Halen, like these weird bootlegs from like house parties that just blows my mind here's live in manchester 1978 van halen live like 
That's sick, man. That is sick that you can listen to that right now. And I have. Um, I'm just going through. Oh, and then there's my duel, my dude. The presence in, uh, let's see, this is Eckhart Tolle. I like this dude, man. Wow. He always takes forever. He absorbs it. And then he clears his mind, and then he lets the thoughts come through. Because I don't know if he knows the answer just yet. I think he, he knows to process it. Look at me. I'm just jumping to talk. I won't listen. I won't lie. I guess he's like, uh, this is something I've been working on, is just working through my higher self um, and seeing yourself. Today, like this boiler broke up downstairs. I had to go deal with that shit. And there was water pouring over. You know, every day there's something that gets thrown at me that I just have a decision on how to react, whether to wig out or not. And I wanted to so chill, and I couldn't chill this morning and I and I do have anxiety about doing this podcast um but now I'm just letting it go man I'm letting it go I'm going to do this once a week I'm going to live in the now we're going to have some more cannabis we're going to have some more coffee I'm going to have some more guests but I think it's important just to build a rhythm up and get it going and then kind of figure out what works with it uh, I definitely love what works with it is this Sumatra Trader Joe's coffee. If you, and it's a big vat of it. I think it's like under 10 bucks you can get one of these things. Um, and it's a medium roast. It's, right, it's, it's hitting, man. Like, the thing is, I, I'm not drinking a lot of it because it's got the fucking juice. Uh, meaning the caffeine. Uh, and this, I hope this uh, podcast has given you the juice. Uh, and we're going to do some more, and I'm excited to do some more. And, uh, yeah, check out the five Tibetan uh, rights. That's, you know, shit I'm picking up, just like Bruce Lee, you know. But I'm not, you know, email me what you're picking up. Um, man, this bomb-ass, like, taco dish. Where it was like, I can make tacos, but this is a new one where you, like, um, cook the rice in the meat with chicken broth on a frying pan. It tasted like organic rice aroni, like what rice aroni was trying to be, but with, but with like a turkey burger. Um, 
I might have to get a burrito today. <laughs> I've been, I had something to eat before the podcast, but uh, I have been eating a lot. That's the thing. I think I put on a little bit. There's chocolate everywhere because of Valentine's Day, and I've been hammering it. But I've been doing my five Tibetan stretches, which has been... They're not even stretches, they're exercises. They're these exercises, and they've been helping my core. But I do need to go do 20 minutes on the elliptical. That's my thing. Um, just to burn the bullshit off. Um, just, you know, that's kind of what I'm focusing on. That and doing some more music. I do need to practice my guitar. I do need a little focus on my writing. But my stand-up, I have been performing more and taping all my stuff, and that's been good. Uh, but I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. If you have any suggestions, write me at contact at robcantrell.com. Um, we're going to have some guests. We're going to be traveling more. Uh, like I said, I just want to keep on giving you guys a little bit of content and build this, you know, slow and steady wins the race. Big fat turtle. All right, peace, love, I'm out. Cuatro.